The following is a presentation of KSL Sports. First and 12. A total roundup of this weekend's BYU football and the new look Big 12 Conference. First and 12 is sponsored by Macy's Grocery Store. Your hosts are Mitch Harper and Alex Keery on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone. Happy Sunday, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Mitch Harper coming to you from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Alex Keery holding it down in Salt Lake City. It was a wild week in Big 12 football. And I got to say, Stillwater was one of my favorite towns in mm. the Big 12 travels this year. I, I kind of hold a, a soft spot for, for Morgantown. I thought that was a kind of a unique place. But Stillwater, man, the, the, the passion out here for, for Oklahoma State, they're just kind of like a chip-on-the-shoulder mentality with this program because Oklahoma just absorbs all probably the oxygen in this state <laughs> when it comes to college football. But Oklahoma State, they, they've got a loyal following out here, and it's been kind of fun to, to see all the the signage, all the, the branding around these businesses centered around Oklahoma State, and of course, as we talked about, Eskimo Joe's is elite. It's legit. <laughs> elite. So it's I, elite fries. I, I love it, man. I was <laughs> I was ready to get another plate. Like I was ready. I, it was it was awesome. So it was it's been a lot of fun being a couple out here days in after water. couple days after Thanksgiving. You embarrass yourself again. <laughs> Just like keep it going. Uh, no, but I was okay. Everyone's everyone's glad you had a fun time in Stillwater and in Morgantown. But what's the worst place you went to this year? I mean, let's get honest here, dude. Mm. The worst place? I'm going to say Austin. I really was unimpressed with Austin. I just maybe it's because I had such a maybe high standard. I thought in my head of oh Texas is just going to feel so rich and glamorous, and the stadium <laughs> is going to be so fancy. Maybe just yeah. thoughts I had in my head that I just kind of expected because when you hear Texas, you always just think big, glitzy, glamorous, money flowing mm. everywhere, and there were like all these fifty cables dangling in the press box i mean go watch hans olsen's instagram video it's insane the, the amount of is. wires that are just yeah, dangling yeah. everywhere inside that press box uh, it's yeah I, that then that's just deep in the weed stuff for just media dorks to to enjoy that sort of stuff but i did thought they still do the was uh, underwhelming too did they still do the canes for uh for the for the after game meal though for uh, for texas so they did they did the, they didn't do oh, an really? after game meal no uh, you know what they they are getting uh, it's the Portland of the South for a reason. All right, it's a little trashy. All right, it's my birth city, but I don't try to claim it very often. All right, all right, let's kick things off here. Let's jump in one of our favorite segments of the entire season of First and Twelve. Uh, we have things kind of set here. It's our Big Twelve Power Rankings. Let's jump in right here. The Big Twelve Power Rankings Big Board, a weekly rank of all twelve programs from the elite to the bottom dwellers. Number one, pretty self-explanatory. For the Big 12 Power Rankings this week, it's the Texas Longhorns, 11 and 1 on the season. They lived up to it, Alex. They were, they almost went unscathed throughout the season. Their lone setback was to rival Oklahoma. The Longhorns truly are back, I think. <laughs> well, according to Sark, they are, but you know they still have a little bit of uh, meat on that bone. They got to win the Big 12 Championship game because they said that this year would be a failure if they don't win the Big 12 Championship game, not get to it. Uh, they're going to go to Arlington, and the number two team in our power rankings is going to be there with them. The Oklahoma State Cowboys with the win over BYU in double overtime sent them to Arlington for that Big 12 championship game. Good for them. We had them at the bottom at one point of the of these rankings, uh, and that was pretty hard to do. 
was usually between Baylor, Cincinnati, those types of teams. But Oklahoma State, at the beginning of the year, after they had lost to USA, they found themselves at the very bottom of our power rankings. Congrats, they're at number two to end things out here, at least for the regular season. Number three, the Oklahoma Sooners. Good year for Oklahoma bouncing back from the 6-7 and seven campaign a season ago, but still not quite good enough to get back to the Big 12 title game, which is what Oklahoma expects. And, yeah. you know, year two of Brett Venables, there was progress, but I think still there's a feeling of this defense should be a lot farther along than where they're at, giving up 45 over the weekend. Not the greatest look to end the regular season. No, and Oklahoma, in a year that you beat Texas in the Red River rivalry, like you better make that a special season. And to totally just uh, not even make it back to the Big 12 championship game, that's uh, that's a bummer. I mean, Oklahoma had everything in front of them, and they end up losing three games, and Texas loses that one game to them. Uh, and, man, it's just it, it was a weird season for the Sooners. But, yeah, a better season certainly than last year. But the standard at Oklahoma is to just at, at the very least – be right there with Texas, and you certainly don't want to be uh, – you don't want to lose Bedlam, which they did, and you don't want to be behind Oklahoma State and not give it the Big 12 championship game. Iowa State, uh, congrats to the Cyclones. Matt Campbell just did an amazing job this year of being able to get his guys dialed up for the season, and uh, I was I was impressed by what the Cyclones did. They, they ended 7-5, and five, but they had a better league record than uh, almost everybody else uh, except for those top three. And so Iowa State, I thought that they are – they're, and they're trending up, too. That's the other thing about them. We put them at four because I think they're trending up. And even though they're 7-5 and five team, they are really, really tough. Uh, what did uh, – my goodness, I was looking at this earlier. I don't know what what ended up being the final kind of rush totals for uh, uh, for uh, Amin Sam, uh, uh, Sama, Abu Sama. 276. You said these running backs were elite, man. 276 yards for Abu Sama. Uh, including 270 yarders on the game. But, man, 276 yards on a day on 16 carries. Not bad uh, for that guy. But, yeah, they're number four in our in our rankings right now, and I think they deserve it. Definitely. Number five, West Virginia. And then number six, Kansas State, the defending Big 12 champs. Different feel of eight and four seasons for both these teams. West Virginia, I think, has got to be pretty happy. Kansas State, coming off a Big 12 championship year, feels like a little bit of a step back, but still – I think K-State's a, a very good football team. They just had a tough schedule. They did, and, you know, they should have won that game against Texas. Um, uh, that comeback was was short. But, um, yeah, West Virginia, like you said, tale of two different 8-4 uh, and four teams. The Mountaineers overperforming Kansas State. A bit of a bummer for them because I think people had them in that Big 12 championship game again maybe this year. Uh, another one that's a little bit of a bummer, but they're number seven in the rankings, which is higher than what they ended up or what we had them in the preseason, is the Kansas Jayhawks. Another or an eight-win season, first one since 2008 for Lance Leipold and his guys. Uh, I really liked what uh, what the Jayhawks did this year. They have a lot to build on too for the future. I kind of get the sense too that how Leipold his you know contract extension sounds like there's. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Kyle Whittingham where. There's these clauses in place where they have to build these these renovations or these improvements to their facilities or else he moves on. I mean, I, I just think that he's bought into Kansas. I don't think he's a little bit older coach. I think Lance Leipold's here to stay for Kansas, and that might be a reason to, to bump him a little bit higher if he does stay. But on the field product, there was kind of some highs and lows in an injury-plagued season for the Jayhawks. Number eight, Texas Tech, far below preseason expectations. They were yeah. the trendy preseason top 25 team around the Big 12. They they rounded into form where they had a 6-6 six and six season, but still the, the gap between them and number one, 
50 points, very sizable between them and Texas. And that was a step-back year for Joey McGuire. They do go to the postseason, though, which at least they got that. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I like Joey McGuire a lot. And so, you know, I, I want him to be there, and I want him to succeed because I think he's a good dude, and I, I like him as, a, as one of those head coaches in the Big 12 going forward. UCF, number nine, they're the only – team as we mentioned last hour of the newcomers who are going to end up in that in a bowl game in the postseason here and uh, I wouldn't say overperforming because I think we all Mitch had them UCF as the top of the newcomers and they certainly still perform that way and they had some bright spots and some really ugly moments this year but uh, UCF number nine in the uh, in the power rankings here at the final one of the regular season number 10 TCU could you imagine a double digit ranking for the torn frogs at the end of this thing I mean, I don't think we all assumed they were going to be going anywhere except for, I mean, Pat, they weren't going to go to the Big 12 championship game maybe even, but we had them kind of right there in that top four. It's like you're in the national championship last year. You have to do a lot to get out of there, and they ended up, uh, of course, not even making a bowl this year, which is a bad company to be in because there were not very good teams who made Nine teams in the conference did. TCU did not. That's not a good place to be for uh, the Horned Frogs. Shocking turn of events, I thought, for TCU because with you, like sure. you, I, I thought they were going to be a top. And Sonny Dykes, 11, I like him. He's a good coach. I, I hope he does well again. But, man, that's a that's an ominous uh, second year for him. Number 11, the BYU Cougars. I think we give them a little bit of benefit to what they did the past two weeks, exceeding some low expectations. And also the, the bottom of this league is pretty bad. And, you know, they, they beat a team in the bottom. So I, I'll get, we'll go with BYU at 11. Look, this doesn't feel anything spectacular for BYU. I think a lot of Cougar fans coming out of this season feel like there was more to be had. They should have got to a bowl game. But hey, it's just a, a reminder of Power 5 football takes time. You don't just step into this league. And yeah. it's, it's interesting, too, Alex. Remember when these four teams were added two years ago? I think the feeling, the narrative was in, in, in 2021 was these four teams might step in and be the top teams from the get-go. Because that yeah. was before Baylor emerged and Oklahoma State and then TCU had their run and K-State. It was just feeling like Texas and Oklahoma run the league. These newcomers are just going to step in and run the roost. Not so fast at all. Like That just hasn't been the case far from it. Yeah, uh, Houston, number 12, Cincinnati, 13, and bad Baylor. Now, you said it, too, I, uh, at number 14. Baylor ends up at 14 on the bottom of the, uh, the barrel there. But you said it, I mean, and I said it last hour, and I'll kind of stand by it. BYU is in that category of bad teams this year in the Big 12. I mean, they yes. were a 2-7 and seven team in their first year in the Big 12. I mean, that is that is crazy. And though they're Power 5 teams they played this year, uh, they had a rough schedule. I mean, obviously, playing Power 5 teams is not easy. And uh, they go 3-7 and seven against Power 5 teams this year. That is a crazy thought, right, to go, oh, they're going to go in there and they'll be a 5-win team seven, seven weeks into the season. Uh, and then they end up with only uh, only three Power Five wins out of the t- out of the ten Power Five games that they played this year. Especially right. considering two years ago they were six and one against Power right. Fives. That's a big right. step back in two years in the in the ramp up phase between knowing sure. you were going to go to the Big Twelve and then to now. That's a big step back for sure. Absolutely. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We have our sound roundup around the corner. Listen to Steve Sarkeesian talk about his Texas Longhorns and Mike Gundy, uh, what he thought about this game where his team showing some resilience and getting back and uh, coming back to beat BYU in double overtime. Stay right here. More to go. It is first and 12, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone and KSL News Radio every Sunday. So stay right here with us. More to go around the corner.